Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, welcome back to the Minnesota Twins Leading Off podcast. We are back here after some arbitration news involving everyone's fan favorite eddie rosario uh, matt Whistler, and trevor may is gone we've got some just big news to cover we're gonna we're gonna cover some rumors surrounding the twins free agency trades they've got money to spend Cruz could be back he could be gone you never know i'm here with andrew jibo andrew how are you doing today i'm doing well cooper we've been a little while since we've done one of these shows ready to get back into it and, and talk about some off-season action and, and where, where the twins are at right now and Early December. Absolutely. I'm excited to get into this. It's one of our, I mean, there's finally things to talk about. The, the offseason isn't exactly in full swing yet, but uh, I don't know if it ever will be. But the things have happened. We've got things right. to talk about. Content just, to make. At what, at what point is, is Major League Baseball offseason in full swing? They right, call it yeah. the hot stove, but it's it's more like a low simmer, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's horrible, but. You know, the NBA has one day where everything's crazy fun. MLB's like, yeah, we'll go six months. Something might happen. Something might not. But whatever. The winter meetings are actually taking place right now, aren't they? I believe they are. Yeah. Can you tell? Can you feel it in the air? I can, yes. I can feel winter in the air, Cooper. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's it's that buzz, too. You know, the MLB, ooh, winter meetings. No. It's boring. But, but it, that is where the Josh Donaldson rumor started a year ago. So there are some true. good things that come out of the that's winter true. meetings. And then about five months later, he ended up on the Twins. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we will. Yeah, so we'll just start off the um, this past week. The arbitration news started with Eddie Rosario, who the Twins for about two years now, it's kind of been, everyone's kind of been thinking Rosario's likely gone if you've been paying attention. A bunch of players exactly like him were cut. Kyle Schwarber, you know, David Dahl, lefty, left-handed hitting left fielders who don't get on base but hit for power, and their stats make them look a lot better than they are. So, yeah, uh, Rosario was owed about 10 mil. Twins did not want to pay that. No one wanted to pay that, as the Twins said to every team, basically. They put him on waivers, and no team claimed him. So, he, obviously, his value at 10 mil is much higher than any team wants to pay. So... What do you think of the Rosario news of him not coming back next year? You know, it was kind of one of those things where y- you saw it coming. I think we went into the offseason fully expecting that Eddie Rosario would be gone. So it surprises nobody. But it is one of those decisions that it kind of hurts. You know, like Eddie Rosario is a fun guy to watch play baseball. He does a lot of highly entertaining things on the diamond. But he also does a lot of very frustrating and head-scratching things that make you not like Eddie as much. And while he does add value, you know, there are a lot of shortcomings to his game, kind of like what you had touched on with not really getting on base at a very high clip and, and some of his defense and, and his boneheaded base running decisions. So at $10 million, you know, the Twins, it was an obvious decision. They can plug in a guy like Alex Kirilov, who's ready to play at the big league level for like $9.5 million less, and they're likely going to end up getting similar offensive production from him. So it, it was a no-brainer from the very beginning of the offseason. Right. 
I'm glad you mentioned Kirilov because, dude, I don't know if the Twins, do they make this decision if they don't have, you know, Alex Kirilov, Trevor Larnick, uh, Jake Cave, you know, a million left-handed or just replacement outfielders ready to go. Or what if the money is seven mil? What if there wasn't just a pandemic? No way. I don't think the Twins, like, this guy isn't good. It's just with all the factors that went into play, bringing back Eddie Rosario just did not make sense, especially for the 10 mil. And as you mentioned, Kirloff likely to take that role almost immediately if they don't. I mean, yeah, unless they just bring in some guy in a one-year deal. But Kirloff looking like he's going to take that spot. So Rosario, we knew he'd be gone. Still a bit weird to see, but not at all a surprise. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. I think you bring up a good point there. You know, if the, if the Twins didn't have the organizational depth they have right now with the farm system, I don't think they make this decision with Eddie. They probably bring Eddie back at $10 million because realistically $10 million for a guy like Eddie Rosario is actually relatively fair in terms of major league salaries. Right From what he gives you on a production standpoint, $10 million is a fair amount to, to pay for a guy like Eddie Rosario. But what made the decision so easy for the Twins is the fact that they could save $9.5 million and get similar production from you know, one of their, their farm system guys, an Alex Kirov, or maybe it's Brent Rooker. You know, so if you take them out of the equation, Eddie Rosario is probably still on the Twins. At some point, they have to start freeing up spots to get these top prospects in there. And Eddie was sort of the first guy to go as we transition to sort of the new core of the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, absolutely. And he'll go out there now. Get prob- I mean, I'm assuming he's looking for a multi-year deal, probably two to three with seven to eight million dollars per year, maybe a little less. I don't It could be anything. I have no idea what his market's going to be, but. How would you feel if he ended up on the White Sox or Indians? I think that would be a ton of fun. That would be. Great. It would be a ton of fun, you know. And and maybe I'm I'm biased on this one, but I I there is interest, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Eddie end up in San Francisco. You know, they they need some stability in left field. Um, since Barry Bonds retired in 2007, the Giants have started a new left fielder on opening day every single year, which is kind of remarkable. That's 14 years in a row they've had a new <laughs> starting left fielder on opening day. One of them was Michael Reed, a former Twins farmhand, if anyone knows that name. Former anyway, Twins, that, I think he was a top prospect at one point, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. And maybe yeah. Not. yeah okay. So, I mean, that's just one destination for him. I could see him in San Francisco, but, you know, that would be certainly interesting and, and fun and, I guess, kind of weird to see him huh. in the division. I think the Indians could be interesting. They, they, the Indians could certainly use a guy like Eddie, but, they, you know, they also don't want to pay anybody, so... If right. the Twins aren't going to pay Eddie $10 million, I don't know if the, if the Indians are going to do it either. Yeah, the Indians are going to have a payroll of like under $40 million once they get rid of Lindor and possibly uh, Carrasco here. So not looking good for them, but I would love for Eddie Rosario to end up on the Indians just because of how much fun that would be. It'd be like playing against Yasiel Puig, except Yasiel Puig hates the – well, he doesn't – Rosario wouldn't hate the Twins, but he'd want to get back at them. He'd like, like you know, I want to show you I'm really good at baseball and – Probably hit a really big home run in September, and it'd be great, but it'd be a lot of fun. And then, and then Twins Twitter and everything would right. blow up with how imagine. stupid they were for letting Eddie go. <laughs> they let it the just, next David Ortiz right. walk away. Absolutely. It just spice up my life okay. so much. <laughs> but yeah, not surprised at all. Nothing crazy there. Uh, to some people, if you weren't paying a ton of attention and you wake up to see 104 RBI guy, Eddie Rosario cut, it could be a shock, but yeah, after, you know. We're, it's not and, that big of a surprise. 
And then you have to explain why 104 right. RBI is hitting cleanup for the 2019 Minnesota Twins is not necessarily that indicative of a guy's talent. Right. He could have had 250, but moving on <laughs> to someone who who actually was a surprise when it was announced he wasn't going to be brought back. Reliever Matt Wisler, who had like a 106 ERA in his innings. He was just a guy. The Mariners let him go after the 2019 season. The Twins went, all right, you know how to throw a slider. They picked him up, and that's all he threw. They turned him into an 84% slider guy. And, he, you know, he's baby Sergio Romo out there. And he was really good at pitching. And after this year, likely owed around roughly $1.5 million in arbitration. But Twins said no. And it's kind of a mystery why. My one theory is maybe the agent of Whistler was going to be like, in a full season, that's a 106 ERA over 75 innings and push for around $4 million. But I don't know. It's a strange decision. I would have loved Whistler back. I expected him to be the like the seventh inning guy this season, but now he's not even on the team. And I know you were just as shocked as me. You texted me almost right away. So what are your thoughts on it? I was very shocked. You know, like, we, like we just talked about Eddie Rosario and how that was, you know, that was just a matter of, time it wasn't a matter of if it was just when with eddie right with whistler i mean I, this was supposed to be a, a slam dunk re-sign him bring him back look at what he did last year kind of pulled him off the scrap heap um and then they non-tendered him and it was certainly a, a big surprise uh, your, your theory is probably a little more grounded in reality than mine the only theory i could come up with is the twins front office thought that they caught lightning in a bottle with him and over a larger sample size, those numbers wouldn't be there. And they decided to not pay a guy a million and a half who they didn't believe was actually going to be able to replicate what he did in 2020 over you know a longer season. Uh, if that's the case, you know who knows? That's, that was kind of the only thing I could really think of as to, as to why the Twins decided to cut bait with Whistler. Yeah, my theory is just completely speculation. I have no idea at all. Like I'm not, but I. That's it, the only thing I can come up with because paying 1.5 mil for a guy with a four ERA is still good like you've got you know, four or five relief spots open you got to fill and why isn't Whistler one of them I don't know it's strange but they have their reasons obviously maybe at the end of the offseason they swing back in get them for one to two million and we all forget about this but who knows right that was the next thing I was going to say is you know there is still the possibility that they do bring him back but at this point, you know, I would imagine he's probably a little soured by the Twins, and if he gets an offer yeah. to free agency, he's gone. I mean, he could possibly even get a multi-year offer, not like a you know four or five, maybe a two-year right. deal. Yeah. So it's it's a low low likelihood they bring him back, and it is certainly a shock, and maybe we'll never know why. Maybe he implodes next year, and we all kind of go, oh, well, maybe it's a good thing they didn't bring him back. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a bit of a mystery. Strange, but we'll see in the end. Uh... He was not the only reliever to leave Minnesota this past week, as Trevor May was the first non-starting pitcher free agent signing, I think, and he goes to the New York Mets in their new era of spending a billion dollars every year, it seems, because that's what they're going to do. But yeah, Trevor May signs with the New York Mets for two years, $15 million, seven and a half per year. I mean, good for him. He's he's a good you know seventh, eighth inning guy. He's got a 97-mile-per-hour fastball, great breaking ball, and Looked like things really started to click this year, but yeah, the Mets took advantage and they got a solid reliever for the next two years. Yeah, that was, I mean, I guess in, in a way it was a little bit of a shock. You know, I think it was kind of like 50-50 whether or not the Twins were going to sign him. I believe we'd, we'd talked about on a previous episode and I think we were kind of in agreement that he likely wouldn't come back. Um, but yeah, I mean, good for Trevor May. He's a good player. He's a good guy. The Twins, you know, the Mets, sorry, yeah, the Mets gave him a decent amount of money and 
He's going to go be in a bigger market. I know, you know, Trevor May does a lot of kind of business venturous things off the field yeah. as well. And, you know, playing in a bigger market might have been more appealing to him, you know, for setting his life up, his life up outside of baseball. So those are certain things that go into, you know, decisions as well that the Twins just, they can't really compete with. And that's just kind of a reality. Uh, but, you know, t- good, good for Trevor May. Happy for him. Hopefully, you know, he has success over there in New York. And good thing he's uh, in the National League now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, well, he, if you don't know, he does stream on Twitch. He's a really big creator on there all of a sudden. And quite frankly, I think he cares about streaming just the same, if not more than playing baseball. So. New York is probably better for him for that too. It's a, it's New York. It's better for whatever you want to do, but yeah. <laughs> so if that's that probably influenced a little, but yeah, good for Trevor May. Moving on, he's a solid reliever. He'll be in the back of the Mets bullpen, and I'd love to see the Mets make the playoffs. I enjoy watching oh. the Mets, and yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't turn into an Edwin Diaz experiment for the Mets. Right, he just throws a hundred miles per hour, but forgets where the strike zone is. Yeah. Oof. That'd be great. No. But yeah, that's all for the three roster moves, three players gone. Two of them kind of surprising. Rosario, not so much. But in the last couple days, it was revealed that Thad Levine was intervie- interviewing for president of baseball operations in Philadelphia. That is currently Derek Falvey's role in Minnesota. Uh, Levine is the GM, so it would be a nice little level up if he had gone to Philly. But I. I don't know if, it, it, you know, the rumors came out as like, oh, he might be gone. But in the end, it sounded like Levine never really wanted to leave. His family loves it here. He loves it here. Him, I mean, they're obviously building something great in this Twins organization. And he basically said, like, nah, I don't want to because I like it here much better. So he interviewed, checked in, and then was like, nah. But, yeah, you got any thoughts on that? I mean, I'm happy about it. I'd like to keep him here. Um, you know, when I when I heard the rumors that that Philly was interested in him in, in him for that president of baseball operations role, I wasn't really surprised. You know, I mean, he is one of the the the, the bright people in the game. He's he's helped in turning around the Twins franchise and and making them into perennial contenders. Uh, but I'm I'm happy to see him stay. I think it's also just you know it's a testament to where he believes the Twins are at right now. You know, it seems like he really believes the Twins right now are a better team than the Phillies and, and the future is brighter here. And it could even be a situation where he understands if he stays in Minnesota for another couple of years and the Twins continue to have success, you know, that could potentially set him up for an even better job with a different organization down the road. Um, but all in all, happy to see him here and, and, and you know, good for that and, and the Twins in general that their front office guys are getting recognized around the league as being some of the best and brightest and, and you know, sought after people in, in the game. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm glad he's staying here. Then they, him and uh, Falvey did kind of just sign extensions too, so it's not surprising that they're sticking around. But yeah, I'm glad they are, and they're doing well here. So we're going to go to break in a minute here, but I have a question for you that we can just kind of throw out there just to tease all the fun topics we're going to talk about next. Um, would you rather have, so you get Trevor Bauer for $35 million per year or whatever, or... Would you rather have Nelson Cruz and either, you know, Tanaka, Odorizzi, Paxton for a combined $35 million? Man, it's tough. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I'd rather go with, with, with Nelly and bringing back Odorizzi. You know, I think that the Twins are in a position, too, where you know, they've had success the past couple of years. And, and when you've had success and you've been a winning team, it, it, it is important to – 
to some extent, keep that core group together. Nelson Cruz has been a significant part of that. I don't necessarily think his production at age 41 is going to be through the roof, but he's still going to be a capable player, and, he, and he's part of the the core of this team. And then, you know, same with Jake Odorizzi. Um, and I just think that keeping as much of the team intact as you can, that's one over the past couple of years certainly can't hurt you. Um, as opposed to just throwing $35 million at, at, at one guy in Trevor Bauer and, and hoping that he can be the, the final thing that gets you over the edge. Does your answer change? I don't know what your perception is of Bauer right now. If his deal is one to two years. The thing is, you know, if there, if he only wants a one year deal, they like, I think that even if it is a really high annual salary, they would still be comfortable adding other pieces there, especially, you know, like, Yes, they would be way over on their payroll if they brought in Bauer and Nelson Cruz, and maybe I'm like pipe dreaming here. But you're talking, yes, two big deals, but one year, right? So if it blows up, it's just one year. Yeah. And so yeah. it does change no, the conversation sure. with, with Trevor Bauer. If he is open to a one year, absolutely throw the money at him, try to get him to come here, and that also still leaves you, your options open to add other pieces, and maybe you go over budget but you're not locked in at five, six years at that high of a payroll. Yeah, and just for the record, I think Bauer would be stupid to take anything less than a five to six years Steven Strasburg, Garrett Cole type of contract here. You gotta, you could tear your elbow any season. You got to get your money. But he's said, and he's kind of a weird dude, that he'll take one-year deals till he retires. So I don't know. But I think I would, I, if it's a short one to three-year deal, I think, I'm going to go the Trevor Bauer route on this. I love Barrios, Maeda, Bauer, Pineda more than I love Cruz in the middle of the order or Odorizzi sliding into the rotation. I think that that'd just be so much fun. And Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to to that rotation. Right. I'd probably shuffle away. You got Bauer one, Maeda <laughs> right, two, Barrios yeah. three. I mean, yeah, that's pretty deadly right there. Right, and Dobnak. three, and yeah, no. but You know, I think I think you've changed my mind, Coop. And now that I'm thinking really? about it, yeah, man, you look at, you know, the, the past World Series winners and, and you look at how well their pitching has, you know, carried them. And if, so, and if you have a rotation, a healthy rotation, with Trevor Bauer, Kenta Maeda, and Jose Barrios as your, you know, your front three in a postseason rotation, I mean, that is that is deadly. That's potent. Yeah. And, and that's going to carry two... further than Nelson Cruz is going to Absolutely. at 41 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Dude's old. And the last two times the Twins have been in the playoffs uh, this past year in 2019, their lineup has been really good, and they've uh, gone 0-5. So I'd just love to have some elite starting pitching, just three guys that can go shut you down three games in a row and win a playoff. All I want right now, I don't care about the World Series. I want one playoff win. You can do whatever you want after that. I don't care anymore. The bar is that low. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After the twins got swept by the Astros, I was like, I'm, I'm done. Like, this is this is absurd. Are you kidding me? One playoff win. If they if they get swept in the playoffs next year, I mean, I may I may just disappear. You may never hear from me again. No one will. I'm going I'm going off the grid. Oh, well, you already live so basically in Canada, so you kind of oh off my God. grid. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but not yeah, my, yeah. Just stop doing this, and I'm off the grid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I mean, hey, hopefully they can win more than than one postseason game. But yeah, I, I hear just just 
win one, and then hopefully the rest is coming bunches. I suppose is if, where they're at. If you have three elite starting pitchers, the chances of you winning one playoff game is so good. I need I need the Bauer. I need Trevor Bauer. But it's more likely they go the Cruz, Tanaka, or Odorizzi route. Obviously. Yeah, I think it's just going to be tough to get Bauer to come here. It'd be really nice. We said it'd be tough to get Donaldson here, um, and you know, he's here. But I, it's just unlikely. Yeah, especially when 29 other teams are – if he wants a one-year deal, 29 other teams will be paying a lot of money with a lot more incentives. But, yeah, Bauer's a pipe dream at this point. It's unlikely. And now we're just going to go to a quick word from our sponsors and come back with some payroll talk. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. We are back. And as I mentioned, we're going to talk a bit about the payroll, if the twins can spend, how much they have, and... All that fun stuff. So right now, after the Twins did not bring back their three players, Rosario, May, Whistler, and Cruz is currently not on the roster. Uh, Gonzalez, Marwin Gonzalez is gone. All those guys are just currently not on the roster. The Twins stand at $88 million with, you know, roughly, how much, $40 million expected to be spent. Is that That's fair. Reach about $130 million. Yeah, that's about yeah, they've got, yeah, they've got room to spend. And... If Cruz, Cruz is likely to take about fifteen million of that if he comes back. With especially now that it's been announced that there's no designated hitter in the National League that limits Cruz to just fifteen teams. And if he comes back, I'm thinking he'll get fifteen mil. That's that would put the Twins at about hundred and three million dollars. And I want to know, do you like Cruz coming back for fifteen mil? Just kind of taking up that much chunk of the payroll. Yes. Um, given the fact that, that Eddie's gone and I think they're going to have a lot of an influx of, of youth on the roster again, I think Nelson, he does add a lot of like the intangible you know, values um, as well as what he does on the field. He's hit at age 39, at age 40. So I mean, I'm not necessarily expecting that Nelson Cruz is going to hit you know 35 home runs and drive in over 100 and, and, and be that powerful force. But he's still going to be a capable major league hitter, and he's going to do a lot of other really good things for the team. And I think they'll have enough talent around him um, where they can still be a, a really good baseball team. And so, if you have the chance to bring back Nelson Cruz at this point, I say go for it. If they had kept Eddie, then I would be like, you know, no, there's no, there's no point. Yeah. So for me, Cruz as just the baseball player, just the offensive ability he brings at um, 41 years old. I don't, you know, I don't know if I bring him back. You know, if it's MLB the show where none of the intangibles matter, like talking to the young players and teaching other players, being like a player coach essentially, I probably don't bring Cruz back. But he does. I mean, he. We think he's at least connected with Miguel Sano. He's had a lot of help. He's helped him a ton there. He's probably going to help the guys like Kirloff, Lewis, just make the transition into the MLB a lot smoother. The year he, before he came here, the whole 
the whole team was a mess. Sano was horrible. Bucks and I mean, Sano was sent to single A. He just didn't know how to handle himself, basically. And Cruz has kind of done a huge influence, putting him, showing him what he needs to do here. And a lot of that is why I do bring back Cruz for the $15 million, despite him being 41 and likely his offensive production is not going to be a 1,000 OPS anymore. But yeah, I think I'm pretty confident so- that I do want him back. Then I have a question for you, Coop. All right, let, let's just say we don't bring back Nelson Cruz. Who do they use in that role? I mean, do we just do DH by platoon? Do they bring in Kyle Schwarber for half the cost of Nelson Cruz? Where do you think they go if they don't bring back Nelson? So that would free up. I think if they don't go Nelson Cruz, it means they've brought in at least one of the starters of like the Tanaka Odorizzi group and then maybe a guy like Michael Brantley to fill that role I think I think Michael Brantley he's someone I think would fit well he hits for average he doesn't really play outfield but he'd be a solid DH he's just kind of someone the twins power hitting style of just let's hit a home run here you know Brantley could kind of change it up a little he could hit for average and just I think he'd be a nice fit on this team but obviously I'd want Nelson Cruz over him I think so but if they don't go cruise, I expect them to go for two solid free agents of the Brantley Tanaka type. Maybe my right. expectations are too high for them, but that's what I think they should be doing. You know, you know, the thing is, though, if you bring in Brantley, I mean, he's probably going to make $11, 12000000 million, so you're really only saving, what is that, $3, 4000000 million? Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's like, it's the thing, there's not a lot of, like, really great, I mean, okay, but do you want to go Adam Duvall? I yeah, I guess maybe not Brantley. Maybe I it's I bring in a Tanaka type and then someone making half of what Cruz currently is. I don't know if that's oh man Duval. I don't like Schwarber at all, so I'm not gonna. I don't think he'd fit on the team very well. But you're looking at like Jock Peterson, Hunter Renfro, which right. actually Hunter Hunter Renfro is yeah, a very yeah, intriguing yeah. name. There's a, there's a uh, like, yeah. I'd Ryan like, Braun. I don't think Ryan Braun leaves Milwaukee. We got Adam right. Duvall. I'd like a combination of Tanaka and Hunter Renfro if Cruz leaves. That's I can see that for, for sure. Me. Yeah, and I mean, in the end, it's most likely Cruz stays and we end up with Corey Kluber. I mean, I, it's either we end up with Cruz Kluber or hopefully, this is if Cruz leaves, hopefully a Tanaka and then uh, Renfro. It's one of those You're really high on Tanaka, like, aren't you? I mean, he's just in that second tier of names that I can keep throwing out along with Oda Rizzi. Although, yes, I'd like Tanaka on this team. I think he's really good. But Tanaka, Odo, I guess James Paxton, but no, not really. But So it's really just those two. I'd expect the Twins to pursue one of those two if Cruz leaves. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think Oda Rizzi is a more, like, more likely option. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tanaka is just a name that I can throw out that we haven't heard much before. Oda Rizzi. Sounds like, I don't know, because the Twins do want him back, but I don't know. I don't think he's coming back. I could be wrong. But, I think uh, there's a good chance Odorizzi come back, comes back. I mean, I know there's there's a lot of interest in him. Uh, I just, you know, I mean, it depends, I guess, if, if how many multi-year offers Jake gets. He took that yeah. gamble on himself last year. It, it kind of blew up in his face due to injuries and a lot of things out of his control. And, and so it may be in Jake's interest to try the whole one-year deal thing again. And stay in a familiar place, and and I think that's that could ultimately be where Jake is at. Yeah, 
I agree. It could be either, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's kind of like Trevor May. We don't really have a sense of what's going to happen there. At least I don't think so. Um, then moving on here since we're done with there. I kind of want to move on to uh, trade talk here. So the Twins, I want – so I'm – I want Blake Snell. I want Sonny Gray. I want Zach Wheeler, who's kind of been removed from the trade market. But I want these guys. Lindor, Story, I don't care. I want the Twins to make a trade for a big-name player. I mean, Snell's making roughly 13 mil right now. So is Sonny Gray. Zach Wheeler's actually making a lot of money, I think, like 20 mil. But as I mentioned, he's kind of off. And I'd be willing to give up a lot. And, I mean, for a guy like Blake Snell, what, what do you think's we didn't really discuss Blake Snell last time, did we? We did not. No, so what do you think is a reasonable package that the Twins could do? Like, would it, it would obviously have to include one of Kirloff Lewis, right? I mean, that's just a starter. Right, that's where, that's where it begins, and that's kind of what scares me. Yeah. But he's got three years, 13 mil per year left on a really team-friendly deal, and he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. I would be willing to start with Lewis or Kirloff, and I, if the Rays or Reds or whatever team is making a big trade with the Twins are interested, I would be more than willing to include a guy like Jorge Polanco or Miguel Sano if they're interested in a major league ready, cheap player. I have no problem with giving up, especially Jorge Polanco right now. I'm not out on Polanco, but I am much less confident in him than I ever have been to be a good shortstop. I want I would love to include him in a package for a guy like this. I mean, who would you, shock, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, who would you slide in then for Polanco? Um, Andrelton Simmons. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, right now my ideal scenario, if any, if a big trade were to occur, it'd be say Sonny Gray for Jorge Polanco. I don't think Sonny Gray takes either Lewis or Kirloff. Maybe I'm wrong, especially if you include Polanco, but because he's got Polanco's under control to like 2025 right now, which is insane. But yeah, Gray for say Polanco, uh, uh, Duran, another solid prospect or two. I would do that right now. I would give up Polanco and then I would bring in Andrelton Simmons on a one year, eight, eight to 10 million dollar deal. I would love that. I do like the Andrelton Simmons move, actually. You know, that would that would make that the Twins' left side of their infield just a defensive powerhouse with Donaldson and Simmons over there. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that would benefit the pitching staff a lot, especially if you keep, you know, Randy Dobnak in the rotation with the amount of ground balls he gets. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that would be a really stellar defensive team. I, You know, I'm just – I don't know. I don't know if the Twins are – in a position right now where they're going to part with Jorge. I mean, they certainly could. It would it would be a, a bit of a shock for sure. I think Jorge is still a, a good shortstop. He did improve a little bit defensively. His offense kind of dropped off a little bit in, in 2020. I know he still had that ankle injury, but I think if, if Jorge is healthy, Jorge is still a good player. This was the you know starter of the you know, all-star game in 2019, right? Like he, he is a, a very capable major league player. And so I think the more likely scenario is that he remains in Minnesota, at least. Uh, but if you have to give him up to bring in Sonny Gray or Blake Snell, I'm, I'm all on board with it. See, he did. He, you know, he's, I, I think the Twins would be willing to do it. He went to the 29. He started 2019 All-Star game. He started. But the second half, he was mediocre. This past 60-game season, he 
was pretty awful. Like, he was playing, like, Ben Ribeiro there, just chopping and everything, just swinging really weirdly at... He was not playing well. He made critical errors, he, especially in big games. Uh, yeah, but I think if presented the opportunity, this front office would definitely part with Jorge Polanco for a one-year deal for a guy like Simmons, especially with Royce Lewis, like, ready in a year. I mean, it just makes sense in my head. I think... This would be great. Go get Sonny Gray. Part with Polanco, three, two to three prospects that are obviously pretty good because Polanco doesn't get you Sonny Gray. And then Simmons for a year. And then in two years, you've got Royce Lewis. I've got the whole future planned out at shortstop right now. I don't know why they haven't done this yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like the Phillies should have been looking at you for president of baseball. Right. <laughs> I mean, no, I was I'm... looking at this before we recorded, and I was like, I've got takes today. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that that, that doesn't sound like a, a horrible plan. You know, I, I actually, I don't know why I hadn't really thought about Angelton Simmons, but I, I do like that a lot. You know, I guess my biggest frustration with Jorge is his defense, and you bring in Simmons, and well, that problem solved. And they are similar offensive players. I, I mean, prior to 2020, I would say Jorge Polanco probably has a little more power, but you're also not necessarily paying a shortstop for power, and it's not like. Polanco is a major power threat either. Um, so I know I, I do like the, the Simmons take. That's actually a really good one. Oh, did I just hear one of our listeners say they don't like a defensive shortstop for one-year deal? Well, can I interest you in D.D. Gregorius for one year, a one-year deal to replace Polanco? That would be fun to do. And Marcus Simeon, there's three really good shortstops out there right now that I think could be just as good as Polanco on a one-year $10 million deal. 10 to 15 because Simeon could cost a lot, but yeah. Yeah. I think out of that bunch, I would rather have Simmons. I mean, Gregorius is good. I like 500 for the twins though. (laughs) That guy murders target field. (laughs) Or does he just murder twins pitching? That's also true. He'd be really good in batting practice. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's my uh, off season plan right now. (laughs) It's really clunky, a lot of moving parts, but I'm trying to win a playoff game here. I'm not messing around. That is it. That is that is Cooper Carlson's 2021 New Year's resolution. Minnesota Twins yeah. win one win playoff, playoff game. game. Right. So the what if it's a wild card game? The season's a failure. You should have won the division. You're yeah. competing against the $33 million payroll Cleveland Indians and the White Sox who have a really old man as their manager. You should win the division. <laughs> a <laughs> uh, drunk okay. old man. Yeah, literally. Right. It's, it should not be an issue. But uh, there has been some rumors about someone you're interested in. Um, Kike Hernandez from the Dodgers, just because if the Twins do keep all their players, they'll need a utility man to kind of replace Marwin. And I know you love Kike. Um, I mean, if he's coming here, you'd love that. I mean, that's... A, good move there's really no downside to it right yeah i mean the only downside is that when he limits your spending elsewhere that and when kike's not facing left-handed pitching kike's basically an average big leaguer who's going to cost you seven to eight million and and so you know seven eight million is a decent chunk to pay for a platoon utility guy Um, but the twins lineup is deep or they maybe could get away with it uh, but overall, yeah, I do love Kike. I think Kike would be a, a great addition for this team, uh, considering their struggles against left-handed pitching last year and how well Kike has hit left-handed pitching over his career. 
Um, so yeah, I'd be stoked if they bring in Kike. I think that he would ultimately be a good pickup for the Twins, even though there are things about his game which give me some pause, but but overall he's he's a good player, and I'd love to have him here. Yeah, me too. I mean, he'd fill the role of utility man very well. I mean, he plays everywhere, literally. So if they need a middle reliever, I guess he can slide in there too. But yeah, there's been some rumors about him, Joaquim Soria. If you know, twins are because their twins are going to pick up two to three middle relievers for two to five million dollars. So he'll probably yeah, but we- be one of them. All, all night here, we've been talking about them them spending, whether it's $15 million on Nelson Cruz or $38 million on Bauer, and then you got Tanaka or Paxton and Oda Rizzi and Kike Hernandez. Where does that leave money to spend on the bullpen? You know, if, if we're doing that, right. your bullpen's ultimately going to end up being a collection of minor league, you know, free agent Derek Locke, Cody Stashek, Devin Smelter, and then Tyler Clippard would be your big spend in the bullpen, bringing him back at about $3 million. Yeah, man, the tough part about this is we have no idea what the payroll is really going to be like. It's It could be the same as last year. They could decrease by 15%. It, who knows? Could It's probably not going to increase, but we don't know if it'll be $100 million or $140 million. It's just I don't know what to expect, and it's hard to project, especially with Cruz just sitting out there because that's $15 million that we don't know if it's going to be here. Like It's just I don't know, man. In a couple of weeks, hopefully we have some clarity here. I think the Twins would love some clarity. I think this perfectly ties into what we had semi-joked about in the opening of the show is how slow Major League offseason yeah. moves. We have, we have no clue on any of this just yet. It's well, all it just a big, like, giant wait-and-see game. Yeah, that's what we were just waiting to see if there would be a designated hitter in the National League for like two months. Make a plan. Insane. Make a plan to not have one. Oh so we don't God, have yeah. one, just make a plan. Yeah, all they had to say was no, like two months ago, and we'd be right where we are right now. It's insane, but you know, whatever they did it, they did it. So now Cruz knows his limits at least. So a decision should come with by the end of the month, maybe. And it, I don't know. The off season moves slow, slower than Cruz. <laughs> and that's that is slow. And that is really slow. Yeah, because he's a he's an old man. But yeah, it's horrible. It's slow, and it's so much fun. <laughs> it can be well, fun um and then you know yeah. then you have situations where you lose a fan favorite like like eddie and then those moments do kind of hurt but when you look at it from a, a practical baseball sense they they tend to make a lot of sense and that's that's what happened with eddie Hope, right. hopefully he has success wherever he ends up yeah so i mean i don't have any more thoughts on anything unless you've got anything we're gonna wrap up here no, I got nothing. Hopefully, we get some more news. We can do another show and, and have something to talk about instead of a you know a drunken manager for the White Sox. That'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? I hope we can. You know, if we got stuff to talk about in a couple weeks. That'd be wonderful, but unlikely. So, <laughs> just reiterate all this again. Anyways, yeah. thanks for tuning in, and see you next week. Yeah, have a good night.